eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. At Alma, we know the connection between you and your therapist matters. But if you're already feeling stressed and burnt out, the idea of trying to find a therapist you really connect with can be overwhelming. That's why Alma's focused on helping you find the right therapist for you. When you browse their online directory, you can filter by the qualities that are most important to you. Then book free 15-minute consultations with any therapist you're interested in seeing. And because 95% of therapists at Alma accept insurance, you can find care that's affordable to you want to talk to someone, but not just anyone. Alma is there to help you find the right fit. Visit HelloAlma.com slash Therapy30 to schedule a free consultation today. That's HelloAlma.com slash Therapy30. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, welcome back. Silver and Black today, our post-game edition, also heard on Sunday on 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas. Uh, we are an Odyssey original podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. We appreciate that. Put on the auto download so you don't miss a show. This is week 18, our final live post game show. We'll have some things over. Murph, we got to get you. We're going to do a post game round table at some point. So we, we need okay. to do some kind of crossover. We'll get you and Jeff and Michelle on. We'll get everybody talking about everything uh, and, and kind of knock it out with Evan and Mo and everybody else. It'll be a good time. So we'll get Love that it. to you. Hopefully. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, but we're back here talking about the Raiders 31 to 13 loss. And OK, let's start with the Stidham thing, right? Because that, of course, um, you know, for the first time in 10 years, the Raiders have a quarterback uh, uh, competition. And the only guy to audition for the job so far is Jared Stidham. Had a great game in his first game, second game, not so great, although he did show some good things. Mm -hmm. uh, but we still have people wanting to compare two games to nine and a half years. So can't win that argument. If you're in that argument, I was using the the Disney Frozen GIF all night, GIF all night about let it go because I kept getting <laughs> I kept getting I kept getting tweets about well, what about that? Let it go, just let it go. <laughs> but anyway, Jared Stidham uh, Murph was 22 of 36, 219 yards, one touchdown, the one the Hunter Renfro towards the end of the game, one interception. And, of course, the fumble he lost, it's a 76 rating there. He also, this was interesting, Jared Stidham was the leading rusher in the game. 
Seven rushes, 50 yards, an average of 7.1. Josh Jacobs, who the Chiefs did a masterful job of game planning towards, uh, carried the ball 17 times, 45 yards, for an average of just 2.6 yards. And Zamir White got his usual one carry uh, for four yards. Poor kid doesn't get a chance. Um, But you look at Jared Stidham. Look, Jared Stidham, to me, goes into the offseason as someone, depending what the Raiders do, they go out and get a veteran, whether it's Tom Brady, whether it's Jimmy Garoppolo, whether it's, you know, whoever. They'll go out if they get that and they then Jared Stidham will compete for the job or will be there as a backup, I think. I think they need to resign him. I think he knows that system. I think he's shown enough in two games that he's capable of being a backup. We don't know if he can be a starter yet. And that's where I think I'm losing people because, yes, people were excited last week. How could you not be excited with his performance? No one was saying that he would be enshrined at Canton after one game. But uh, we saw him come back down to earth a little bit uh, tonight. His offensive line last week was pretty good. Not great, but pretty good. This today, the the offensive line was terrible. Um, He was under pressure constantly, got sacked a couple times. Uh, What did you see different about Jared Stidham? What did you see that you liked still, Murph, that that he built on from last week? And, And what did you see that you didn't like? I love his his willingness to so two things. I love his willingness to take off and run with the football, and I but he doesn't do it too quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not a run first guy, and I don't think you would call him a running quarterback per se. But when everything like breaks down, breaks down, breaks down all the way, then finally he's willing to just kind of like take off with it. We don't see him, you know, chucking the ball out of bounds. We don't. We see him still making a play. I don't love the idea that he's willing to take so much of a hit. Um, and I, and I think that for longevity purposes for him, I mean, you know, you, you don't want to see him taking those, but I'm, but I love the idea that he's not afraid of that contact. And, yeah. uh, and, and so that's, and that's something different than what we've seen. And so I do appreciate that. And, and I mean, and clearly, I mean, it was evident tonight with that 50 yards that he, that he ran for, and those weren't like designed runs. Like this isn't <laughs> yeah. you know, he's not Jalen hurts out here. You know what I mean? So, um, so that was, that was good to see. Uh, and I appreciate his willingness to trust receivers. And we saw that again tonight. Maybe to a fault tonight, yes. uh, where he, you know, some of those 50 50 balls were maybe 60 40s or 70 30s, you know? <laughs> um, but, but still, he's putting them up there and he's trusting his receiver to make a play. This is not me taking a run at Devontae Adams in order to build up Jared Stidham. No. But there's a couple of catches in there in the end zone that, you know, if he comes down with yep. those, we got a different ball game and a different result. So, um, you know, so I would say if anything, I, I, to be critical of him, I think he might have been feeling himself a little bit. He might have been like, you know what I mean? Like might have been pushing it a little bit. He's not mm-hmm. Brett Favre out here, the gunslinger. So, you know what I mean? Yeah, I think he got caught up in, in, in that a little bit. And, you know, and in terms of the of the of the narrative around it, we, you know, me and Swag, we're talking about this before the before the game started that it was going to take a 300 yard passing game with three touchdowns, 62 percent completions. Like it was going to take that kind of a game for yeah. Jared Stidham to then for Raider Nation, for those that were detractors of his to, to maybe start to, you know, come away from that argument. But as, as soon as we saw that first fumble and it's and, and any interception, but the fumble, the one and I believe it recovered the first one, then yeah. whatever it was, we, we were all looked at each other and went, here goes the section of Twitter going, see, see, <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, you know, you kind of knew that was coming once those those plays started to break down and he yeah. made some mistakes, you know. But again, I will say this, and this is not me trying to sell one player over another. 
I gotta still, even in this embarrassing of a blowout as this ended up being, the optics were still different. The way that those plays were created to create those turnover, our turnovers, they looked different than the mm-hmm. ones that we would see in the past. And so, you know, is that a you know a, a, a point to stand on in terms of being encouraged by going into next year? I don't know, but yeah. I'm just oh, I'm just I, I don't know what it means, but I do know that it looked different. And and I think that there's a part of us as fans that even though the results unfortunately are the same, <laughs> at least it looked different. You know yeah. what I mean? Well, and, 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 and Murph, I, 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 texted, take, but, I, I, I texted Mo and, and Evan during the game, too. I said, you know, it's interesting. Even when this offense is failing, it just seems to be operating differently. Yes. Again, yes. doesn't mean it was succeeding. Okay, so don't take me wrong here. But it, it just it the flow of it seemed to go more. You could you could see it when they made a mistake or they 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 were um, sacked. Okay, that's easy. You understand why that happens. But you saw how the offense was progressing, and it just seemed to fit. Again, not a knock on Derek Carr. Derek Carr is not a mobile quarterback. I would call Jared Stidham a more mobile quarterback, not a running quarterback, just like you said, but a mo- more mobile and agile quarterback. And so in that way, that's not that's not Derek Carr's fault. He's if, if you don't fit the system per se, that's not all your fault. Not all of that's on you. So I think that. And so that's what I saw with him, too. You know, Lewis Riddick said it several times. Look, he's making mistakes tonight. But what I like about him is that he is making when he makes the mistakes, you can see how he's progressing through his reads. And sometimes he's choosing the wrong one. But you are seeing his eyes move and he's assessing the field. Sometimes he's just making the wrong choice. And so I get that. Again, there's no wins in a loss. You you lose. But in a way, in some ways, I was looking at this as almost like a preseason game, right? Because you had a bunch of players yeah, out there, yeah. including Stidham, who you just want to see. And I said this to Mo on Thursday, Murph. I said, for the Raiders to win the game, and I thought they had a chance to win it. I really did. For the Raiders to win the game, he has to play perfectly, like he did against San Francisco, but a little better. And... That's that's a tough ask for for someone who's not started except for once. And so so I think that's what happened. I mean, listen, they they they're they're a good team. I know you guys all hate the Chiefs, but they're the number one seed for a reason. Although Cincinnati got screwed. We'll face that one uh, because of the whole situation. But nonetheless, I think this team was going to have to play a perfect offensive game to overcome the deficiencies on defense. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly what it was going to take. And, and isn't that a shame? But like yeah. that, that, that's where we're at with this Raider team that like we literally have to have perfect games. And how often do you see an NFL? It's, the heck, the Chiefs didn't have a perfect game tonight, you know, but how often do we see NFL teams have a perfect game? And it's very rare. And so if that's what the ask is, if that's what the expectation is, that's an awful tall order um, for a quarterback or a team or anybody else. And, you know, and we can, you know, for all of you, you know, those of you that, you know, really want to, a lot of times the feedback we hear is, all you guys ever talk about is the quarterback. All you guys ever talk about that. Well, yeah, because it's the most important position all of team sports. Correct. So we do talk about it. And they're like, well, what about the defense? Yeah, the defense too. Like being, being, you know, um, talking about one thing does not absolve another thing. And, and, Correct. and so I really want to lean Correct. into that too, that like it doesn't absolve Patrick Graham. It doesn't absolve the, the performance that we have. Poor freaking, um, what's our guy, Sidney Jones, whatever, Jones the fourth, where our guy struggled tonight. I yeah. mean, the guy was, he's been on the Raiders since November 7th. 
Like, yeah. dude barely been around, and now he's thrust into a starting role against, oh, my gosh, the greatest freaking offensive, you know, maybe history. Like, I mean, you know what I'm saying? So, like, it, that would have required that young man to play a perfect game. It would have required, you know, Deron Harmon and, and Trayvon Merrick and all these guys to play a perfect game against freaking literally all-world talent. Like, if that's the ask, guess what? We're going to come up on the short end of that a lot. And again, so then I go back and, you know, go full circle. That's what my whole point was about that, whether it's the quarterback change or anything else that's going on with, with this team. That's the bar. What we played tonight <laughs> is the bar. We've got to, we've got to attain that and staying where we were, wasn't going to get us to that bar. So we yeah. have to try different things. You may not agree with the plan, you may not like the course of action, but I applaud the idea that we're trying to do something different to grow because the bar is so freaking high in yeah. our division. And oh yeah, Herbert and Captain freaking you know Let's Ride or whatever is in our division too. <laughs> we yeah, got a long I, way to go, man. We got yeah. a long way to go. Well, yeah. and, I, and I know a lot of people think Russell Wilson's washed. I don't. I think he's going to have a comeback year. I'm not saying he's going to be the same guy he was in Seattle, but I think he'll be much better. But you look at the division. You go back two off-seasons ago, Murph, and you remember this. When Mike Mayock said at, I think it was at the Combine, he said, listen, make no mistakes. We have to build a team to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. Yes. They are the top team in the division. Now, what, nine years in a row they've won the division title, eight years in a row? Um, Andy Reid's been there 10. So, so that is the bar. You're absolutely right. So when you look at the Chiefs, yes, their defense is good. So, yes, the Raiders need a better defense. They need a lot better defense, and they need defensive players. But they also, the Raiders, need a better offense. Okay? Now, Patrick Mahomes, 200 yards tonight. People don't think that much about it, but it was the way he runs the offense. He's now at a point exactly. in his career yes. where he commands leadership in the huddle. It's a different type of thing. And so... Do you have the personnel to beat the Chiefs at every position? Every, not just quarterback, but like you said, quarterback is the most position on the important position on the field. So for this team to win in future years, that is the model. If you can't beat the Chiefs, you're not going to go very far. Okay, yeah, you get a wild card here and there, but you want to win a Super Bowl, which is what Raider Nation wants and deserves, then you got to beat them. And so to your point, I, I like your thinking on this. And, and I, I listened to your show on Wednesday uh, and, and we'll have to get into the dead cap thing another time. But um, which was great, by the way, <laughs> people don't understand it. Uh, but but that's where it's at. And I don't understand Raider Nation when they think, listen, I'm not saying Derek Carr or, or, or any quarterback couldn't be better on the Raiders if they had a better defense and a better offensive line, because they could be no matter who it is. Hey, I'm Brett Podolsky co-founder of The Farmer's Dog. We make fresh food for dogs. We started the company when we saw what a huge difference it made in my own dog, Jada, when she stopped eating ultra-processed kibble and started eating fresh, whole food. The Farmer's Dog food isn't fancy. It's just real food delivered to your door in pre-portioned packs. It's better for them and easier for you. Get 50% off your first box at thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. That's thefarmersdog.com slash podcast. But is it you just want to be better and you want to be good enough, or is it that you want to win a championship? I want to see the Raiders win a championship for all of you. And if that's the case, you got to go bold, man. Fortune favors the bold. Yes. Amen. 
no risk it, no biscuit, man. Scared money, don't make money. Like, let's go, you know? When I'll never forget when Max Crosby got the call from freaking John Gruden. The first thing out of Gruden's mouth was, we need someone to go get after Mahomes. Can you do that? He did. He did. You're right. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's what we have to do. And, and until we get to that point where we have the, you know, the luxury of talent and the luxury of decision-making and the luxury of a track record and wins and all that, then we can get nitpicky about decisions. But until then, like, um, Scott, you know, Vegas is smart. And I don't, Vegas, and I mean Vegas, the entirety of Vegas is really yeah. smart. They set the win total for the Raiders, the over-under, at six and a half games this year. And we sat here in these chairs and uh, Raiders fan Rio and said, what an insult to the Raiders. We won 10 games. We were a playoff team. How dare you say that the Raiders are only going to win six or maybe seven games next year. And look what happened. Like, yeah. so if that's what's going on, then we got to make the boldest of choices to make the biggest and most drastic of changes because Look, man, six wins is just as good as one is just as good as eight or what. You know what I mean? Like the <laughs> exactly. result is the same. Like it yep. doesn't matter until we start stacking up 10, 11, 12, 13 win seasons. Then we can get critical of like player personnel moves. But until yeah. then, ain't nobody's safe. Like except for the guys that are, as you mentioned, the dead cap that the Raiders can't move on from. Aside right. from that, like everybody else is on the freaking hot seat. Correct. And and that's where we'll we'll end the show tonight, too, because right. I think I think that's 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 the biggest point. Right. Is this team. And listen, for all of you that are upset, you should be OK. Got no problem with that. They did show the sign on TV. It says we deserve better. Remember the, the Raider fan that was holding that sign, yeah. which I thought was great because they don't usually show that stuff on TV because the networks and the NFL are all in bed together and they usually don't want to criticize each other. But uh, I was glad they showed it because that I think that's a good sentiment. They des Raider Nation deserves better. They want better. Um, and can they get better pretty quickly? I think they can if if Dave Ziegler makes the right moves. They have the money. They've now cleared the roster. Derek Carr will be gone. You're saving the money there. You're saving a lot of contracts. The list of contracts that are expiring is long. Okay? Some of those guys you want back, but a lot of them you don't. So there's going to be a ton of turnover. So this team, Murph, is going to look a lot different next year. And so I know it's hard because now Raider Nation's got to wait eight months to see another game. But you got to see what this front office does. If this front office uh, has a really bad offseason and the draft seems like it's crazy, uh, then okay, then, then you should be concerned. But they have a lot of draft capital. They may end up getting more. Uh, and they're going to have an opportunity to improve things. I mean, to go from 6-11 and 11 and to win three more games, maybe even four or five even, doesn't take that much if you do the right things. And so I, I, the, the NFL has such parity that you can turn things around quickly. Yes, you can't you can't build a top 10 defense in one offseason. That is true. But you can make it better to the point where you're competitive. I think that's what you're going to have to do. And it's hard because Raider Nation has been waiting for decades. But Murph, it's going to have to be a game of patience again. Yeah, that's hard, man, you know, because it, it feels is. like we've been patient for so long, you know, but I got to – you know, I got to, I mean, I got to trust what the new regime is going to do. Again, you may not agree with the plan, but I, I, at least I, you know, can appreciate the idea that there is a plan. And I would just say this to you, Raider Nation, like, look, this season didn't go like we wanted it to go. Last season didn't turn out like we wanted it to turn out. There's a lot of things about the Raiders for 
20 years that haven't gone the way that we wanted to heck the Super Bowl didn't even I can say 20 years but heck since <laughs> 1984 and January 22nd when we beat yeah. the freaking the you know the Washington team back that's how long it's been since things have gone the way that we would have wanted it to um so that you just got to trust what it is because what else are you going to do like you can root you can scream at the sky all night long and and guess what Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels and Mark Davis aren't going to do anything different so at least try to find something positive in the actions that they're taking and find something to root for it will make your fan life a lot better than just sitting around and screaming at the sky all the time you know and I mean again I don't I don't know if it's going to work or not but I mean we got to trust that it might well and what what other choice do you have I mean I I said it a couple weeks ago you, you either I mean I know 99.9% 99.9% of Raider Nation is Raider Nation for life. So they're not leaving. They're not going anywhere. So I get that. Or the other option is you leave, right? Which I know most of you aren't going to do. Um, although there's some people in the chat who say they're done. But I hear I see that every year, by the way. <laughs> As I'm sure sometimes that crosses everybody's head. Like, what the hell am I doing here? But nonetheless... Uh, not I, lying. Yeah. Uh, hold on. No, I got a disclaimer on that. Not anybody in this room. And then, good. And, and you know what? Like we, this stuff is tattooed on our bodies. We wear it. On <laughs> I our love bodies. it. We hang it up in our house. Like you know what I mean? Like well, we ain't going anywhere. And if you are thinking about going somewhere, then you never were here to begin with. Look at that. I love it. There you go. See, Murph captured it again. That's what, about this stuff. I love that though. That's that's why we call it Voice of the Fan. I mean, that's what it's all about. Um, Murph, before we go, we always like to tell everybody because now we're going in and Crab Fest is next December. Now we're in the 2023, so we're in the next year. You guys, the One Nation Foundation, with all the revenue you get from Raiders Fan Radio, uh, make sure that there's Swag Jeff, there's Michelle. Hey guys, hope you're doing well. I know they can't hear me, but I'm telling you, can tell them I'm hey, saying hey, hello. Hey, here's Lamont. This is Lamont. Michelle's hey, up. Lamont. Yep. What's up, man? Okay, good. So the whole crew there, you can see if you're watching us on on screen, is there. These guys do an amazing show. Number one, but tell them about the show, what you do with the money uh, from One Nation Foundation. Appreciate that, Scott. Yeah, so we do Raiders Fan Radio. We go live every Wednesday on the YouTubes at youtube.com slash Raiders Fan Radio. And uh, 100% of the money that we make with our show, whether that be from advertising dollars to merchandise sales, direct donations, we give all that money away. We started a nonprofit uh, a few years ago when we realized we can make money with this dopey little show that we do. <laughs> and uh, and so that, that nonprofit is the One Nation Foundation, and we give strictly to Raiders-related charities. And, and I want to thank you, Scott. The reason I I wanted to bring everybody in here is that we wanted to thank you because we had an absolute banner year uh, with our fundraising Sweet. this year. And, yes, uh, good and job, so guys. that comes from the platform that you give us here on silver and black today. And, uh, and we're just so appreciative of you and everybody that's given and everybody that's, uh, you know, uh, it, you know, times can be tough out there for folks. And, yeah. and I know that, you know, but they've, the generosity of Raider nation is amazing. And I will say this, regardless of how you feel about the team, um, the fan base is unmatched. No one else in fandom Absolutely. does it like Raider Nation does and, uh, and and our nonprofit and what we're able to do with it and to help benefit others and to help lift up communities and 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 people that can like we can't do it without Raider Nation. And we're so thankful. And so from from us, from all excuse me, I was knocking over my mic flag. Uh, 
appreciative from the from the four of us to everybody out there and to you scott thank you for this year and uh, being part of this show this past past year has been absolutely phenomenal and, and and our foundation doesn't grow the way it does without this platform so thank you very very much well thank you guys i mean listen it, it's been great you've been you've been such a great part of this post game show uh we've we've absolutely loved it and any support that we can give uh, what you guys there do, especially for these Raiders related uh, charities is, is, is our pleasure. I mean, listen, we, we want to make sure that, uh, that, and I, and that's the thing I've learned since being and covering the Raiders and Raider nation is just amazing how the fans, because I, I've been around other fan bases, other sports, and, and there's great ones. Don't get me wrong. Uh, and we saw it uh, obviously with the, the DeMar Hamlin situation uh, here in Cincinnati with the Bengals and what they did here in the city and of course, Buffalo and everybody. But at the same time, Raider nation, I've never, never seen the depth of support. I mean, people will, will post something's going on in their life. They need some help and they find the help Raider nation helps one another. It really is a family. And so just kudos to you guys and all of you for what you do. And thank you again, Murph, for being on the show here and make sure you go follow Raiders fan radio and then check out the show. Anytime you give money there, uh, it's going right to those charities. So thanks to all of you guys. And, uh, and I can't wait to come down there and hang out. That's what I'm looking forward to. Yeah. We're going to hang out. We're going to go to a predators game, man. Yeah, baby. That's right. We're going to have fun. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. We'll, We'll get it. All right, guys. Well, thank you, Murph. Take care of yourself and, uh, bye guys. Continue the great work, and I'll be watching Wednesday. See you, Scott. All right. There you go. That is Murph and the crew from Raiders Fan Radio. We certainly appreciate everything they do. Again, make sure you follow them. And and Murph was such a great addition to this show on the postgame show. We really enjoyed it, and uh, his contribution uh, just second to none, and we appreciate it as always. All right. Listen, do us a favor. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We will be back on Tuesday. Mo and I will put a bow on this game I know it's a tough one. It's kind of like Murph says, somebody pooped on your Pop-Tarts. I'm sure he's still listening, so he gets to hear that. But uh, it was not very good, uh, and we're going to make sure that we uh, tie a bow on it and get rid of it and then start to think about the future. But make sure you check out the show on Tuesday, and make sure you subscribe for everybody here, including our producer, David Stepanian, Mo Moten, Murph from Raiders Fan Radio, and the whole crew over there. I am Scott Cobranson. This has been Silver and Black Today, an Odyssey original podcast. Take care, everybody.